Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. I think about when Jesus is saying this to his disciples and the idea of witness, and they have been physically together for a couple of years, and he's trying to tell them these things, like, I'm not going to be physically with you, but I'm going to, my spirit's going to be with you. And what it must have been like for them to look back after his his death and resurrection and then ascension even uh, to think back on these things and now always you have the spirit of God with you what an incredible gift so then when they are dispersed into the world Jesus is with them all of the time and the same thing is true for us and it's this beautiful gift this God with us wherever we go it's this We don't have to come to a temple anymore to be with God because he is with us wherever we go. This week, we're talking about Advent peace, and I am so grateful to welcome back my friend. She's the Senior Director of Event Management for Pulse. She is Misty Anderson. Welcome, Misty. Well, thank you very much. I am so happy to be here. This is one of my favorite things that I get to do. I love that I get to do this with you and have this place to have these deep theological conversations. Well, I like I what I love about having you on is that you you take the whole narrative of scripture, I feel like, when we're looking at, you know, one scripture. You're you're taking into consideration the context of what we're looking at, and I just I appreciate the way that you interact with scripture and the way you're the relationship you have with the Lord. Mm, thank you very much. It's a work in progress, right? Something yeah. that's changed and evolved over the course of many years and uh, being able to, for me, to get this better understanding of the biblical text and how important it is to have the bigger picture and uh, an understanding that certainly there is value in line by line study too, but these were written as holes mm-hmm. to tell a whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. So we're, um, we're going to dive in. We're going to talk a lot about the study guide today. We don't do that every week. And if you don't have the study guide and would like to get it, you can head over to MyFaithRadio.com and look for Reading the Bible Together resource page. And we're doing the Advent study. When you sign up, you can get the study guide for free. So you can head over and do that. So we're on week two. We're talking about peace and the the verse that's kind of framing the conversation today is from John 14:27 and the peace i leave with you my peace i give to you and you had some thoughts about that misty i do yes and it was one of those things where i've read these verses before and something stuck out to me so differently this time it's one of the things that i love about scripture the most is that you can read the same thing a dozen times because it's and, alive and active yes living breathing god's word and what stuck out to me today was that a, a few verses before that i think it's in 14 1 even uh, i won't be able to find it right now but uh jesus says i'm going to give you this gift the Holy Spirit, and he is your counselor, but also the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. And the way that this is written, it's it's clearly written that the Holy Spirit here, the spirit of truth, that's the same thing. It's another name that Jesus is using for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I think when we're thinking about the peace of Jesus, when I don't have peace in my life, it is often because I am battling some lies, some lies that are, whether it's in my mind, coming at me from some other person or some other place. 
in this world. And Jesus is saying, but I'm giving you the spirit of truth. Mm. So use the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, this wisdom that God so freely wants to give us to combat those lies, to have this peace that I'm offering you here. And I also want to be really careful because I think that there can be shame in the Christian world where when we're going through our times of our life where we're not feeling very peaceful and also to recognize God gives us all of our emotions, right? So if we're feeling fear about something, just check in and see what that's about, but be really mindful to be asking the Holy Spirit to guide your thoughts. I love that. I I love that. Well, first of all, I really like the caveat that you gave about the expectations that we have from, you know, whether they're direct or perceived from those around us of uh, lots of shoulds. That's what I kept thinking. Lots of should. I shouldn't. I should trust. I should be at peace. I should. I should. I should. I should. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like you're saying, going to the Holy Spirit and, and checking in. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, at least for me, there are things, sometimes there are things going, okay, let me just be real. I'm in the middle of an elimination diet. And so there are lots of foods that I can't eat. And I <laughs> knew this. I knew two things before, and they've been confirmed, that I was addicted to sugar and that I'm an emotional eater. Mm. And so there are all, there's all kinds of things coming out sideways as I've been doing this elimination diet. And so I've had to go to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, and check in and say, okay, there's something deeper here. What, <laughs> what is the truth of this? Yeah, because I, and because I can't even see it for myself because I've been in this habit of numbing with, you know, emotionally eating, numbing with food, numbing with food, numbing um, with sugar so that I, you know, my emotions so that I wouldn't feel. Yeah. And so there are things there that I haven't felt because I have been numbing them and I need to go to the Holy Spirit to help me unpack that, to uncover that, and to also identify what are those things. Mm-hmm. I am still in the process of that, so I cannot <laughs> tell you um, what those are yet, um, but yeah, that's a process that I meant. So I really appreciate that, you know, check in with the Holy Spirit because there might be something going on that you're not even aware of. Yeah. That's something that's happening within you. Yeah, something uh, that's happened recently. Uh, so you mentioned at the beginning, I work for Pulse, and it is a job that I've only been in, I think it's five weeks, six weeks, something like that. And I had seen this position or a similar position posted, I think even at the beginning of the summer. And I didn't apply. Uh, And I was going through, like, making some decisions. God, what are you asking next of me? Uh, What is the right thing for me to do? And I'd been looking at jobs for months and months, and I did not apply for this job because I thought I was too old to work there. Mm. I looked at this organization, and I, the only thing that I knew about Pulse as an organization is that it was started at Nick Hall is the is kind of the face of Pulse, not kind of, he is the face of Pulse and the evangelist. And I, uh, he's a millennial and I am not. And then I, I am looking at the people that are often on stage and I think, okay, so we've got some millennials, we've got Gen Z and here I am, Gen X, and where would I even fit in this? And it's so foolish because we come together better 
multiple generation, mm-hmm. right, to learn from one another. And in the end, I'm in this organization now, and I am seeing people from Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X, boomers, right, like all working together to create this beautiful thing. But it was a lie that nobody told it to me. It was just something that I'd made up in my own head, and I'd made up my mind about this until I started praying about it. And then got to the point where I I really felt like God was like, Misty, you don't have anything to lose here, right? Mm -hmm. You have nothing to lose here. And I've got you. If I want you to have this job, if this is a good fit for you, I will make it so. And uh, to be able to come back to that truth, I'm created in the image of God. God is the one who equips us to do things. So to let go of some of the, maybe the worldly expectations that Mm -hmm. I'd put on myself or things that I had allowed to box me in. Yeah. I, yeah. I call that being alone in my head unsupervised. Oh, yeah. That's good dangerous. language. <laughs> Which is <laughs> so dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, and it sounds like from a lot what we're, we're saying is that experiencing the, the peace of God is resting in the Holy Spirit, is trusting God. Do you kind of understand what I'm trying to say? Like, what? how would you define then how we find peace? Not define, but how would you say that we find this kind of peace? Yeah, that, that is a really good question. I, I think it comes through oftentimes stillness, uh, which can be really difficult when you're, what is that, unsupervised in your own head, mm-hmm. right? That, that stillness can uh, be a place of a lot of wrestling and, and, and asking, but really being intentional about saying, Holy Spirit, help me know what is truth and what is not mm. in this situation. And I believe that God wants to speak to us in that way. I believe that God uses people. So our other friend, Angie, mm-hmm. was one of the people that God used in my life specifically over this position. And she was like, you need to stop whatever you're thinking right now and just apply for this. And I think we often want these big like etched on stone or God comes to me in a dream or I heard the audible voice of God and certainly God can work like that. And at the same time, he puts trusted people in our lives to, to speak through them. Right. And so I think that's part of it too, is having trusted people in your lives that you know are in deep relationship with God also who you can know will speak real truth into your life. And combat some of the things that you that happened in your mind when you're unsupervised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> alone in your head, unsupervised. Yeah, you know, I think that's been my experience too. That having to distill because God's voice can sometimes be a small whisper, mm-hmm. and I believe, and you know, in this verse as it goes on, I'm leaving you with a gift: peace of mind and heart. And peace is a gift I give to the world; cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember that I told you I'm going away, but I will come back again. And if you really love me, you'd be happy I'm going to my father, who is greater than I am. That he's with us. You know, he's going away, but he's sending He's sending the Holy Spirit so that we won't be alone. And so that dwelling with the Holy Spirit, that withness yes. is also a place that we can find peace, which is what the Advent season is about. It's about yes. preparing for God with us and yeah I always need that reminder because I'm a 
that that being is difficult for me. I'm a doer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I appreciate that reminder of withness that God is with us. That's where I think that's where I think actually we probably find all of the themes of Advent, hope, joy, love, and peace. Yes. Um but taking that time to really just be with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting that he's with us. Mm-hmm. I I think Even about when it doesn't feel true. That we know 100%. that it's true. One hundred percent. It is true, but it may not feel true. But we know that it's true. Yes, yeah. There is this deep knowing that we have to have because oftentimes we're not going to feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think about when Jesus is saying this to his disciples and that idea of witness, and they had been physically together for a couple of years, and he's trying to tell them these things like, "I'm not going to be physically with you, but I'm going to." My spirit's going to be with you. And what it must have been like for them to look back after his his death and resurrection and then ascension even uh, to think back on these things. And now always you have the spirit of God with you. Mm. What an incredible gift. So then when they are dispersed into the world... Jesus is with them all of the time. And the same thing is true for us. And it's this beautiful gift, this God with us wherever we go. It's this, like, we don't have to come to a temple anymore to be with God because Mm -hmm. he is with us wherever we go. And that's, this is the first time that that happens, right? We can see times in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit of God is at work in people and yet there is this bigger gift that happens here after the ascension of Jesus where the Holy Spirit comes and therefore can be with all of these new followers of Jesus the whole time. I get so nerdy excited about it but (laughs) it is like this just like really cool mind-blowing thing that we can't fully comprehend and this idea of I'm telling you I'm leaving you my peace like things are going to get pretty rough for you but I'm going to leave my peace with you through the power of my spirit. And for us to know that too, things are going to be rough Mm -hmm. for us sometimes in this world and to be able to rely on the peace of Jesus in those moments. It's something that I think when people who are not followers of Christ see us living this out, it is dumbfounding because it's so contrary to what we can experience apart from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think that that Holy Spirit in us, you referenced it a little bit with the Old Testament. It, it, when I had that realization that we have the Holy Spirit now, and a few p- people had it in the Old Testament, gave me a lot more compassion for the Israelites. Yeah. Who did not have the Holy Spirit in them and how, like, how I have the Holy Spirit in me and I mess up all the time. Yeah. And, you know, from the hymn, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Like, I, I feel that. And to look back and to have more compassion on them because they didn't. Yeah. And to think of all of the the knee-jerk reactions, to think of the decisions that were made apart from the wisdom of God, because that's part of the Holy Spirit, too, is this wisdom that we get to have. And the wisdom, the truth, the peace, like all of it, it's all intertwined and Okay, you're right. We can have more compassion then too. That that was really convicting, Angie, because I <laughs> have found myself being so judgmental. Like you, you just got freed from Egypt, but now you're grumbling about I want to go back. So okay, thank you for that. Don't I? <laughs> Sorry. 
to go back to what was known. Yeah, I, what was familiar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that to, to step out, you know, you talked about it with stepping out into a job that you that was unknown, that you felt like you wouldn't fit the mold of what the organization was and how that can prevent us. I mean, as you were telling the story, it was the same thing for my, my other, the other job that I do here at Faith Radio is producer for Susie Larson Live. And I came through that because the station manager at the time, my job, I was with another station, he came and he said, hey, your name came up. And so he invited me to be, you know, to apply for the job. I hadn't even applied for the job. And then after I got it, I was, you know, memories pop up on your phone every day. And one of them was a a, a screenshot of Susie Larson had posted, we're looking for a producer. And I must have screenshotted shot it thinking wow that would be amazing to do that job and but I never applied and to like how that what I really believe that this is what God is wanting me to do right now and went had to go through like a winding road because I didn't see myself in that position I wasn't trusting I wasn't you know I was so I was relating a lot to what you said about no I don't no no I can't I can't and then God's like, I'm going to take, it was Neil Stavum was the station manager who I, I mean, he was the, the voice of the station for so long. And like, I had such, you know, honor for him. And when he said, I was like, well, I can't say no to Neil Stavum. <laughs> so, yeah. But that, yeah, I'm just kind of like, now I'm kind of ruminating on that. How often in our search for familiarity, we don't step out of thing, you know, we don't step out to what God might be calling us to do, and I think that that witness that we're talking about that we can have that peace of stepping out, and even if, because sometimes we step out and it may not be where God is leading, or there may be an experience that we're going to have there that might be unpleasant that God will yeah. allow to happen, yeah. and even if, even if that happens, we will still have this witness with God, and and I'm preaching to myself, and I still <laughs> need to trust and to cling to him even if even Even if if, what i'm praying for what i'm asking for what i'm hoping for doesn't happen even if i still want to be able to praise him Mm -hmm. and to come to him and experience that withness with him when i was growing up my mother had the poem footprints in the sand on Mm -hmm. a plaque on the wall and i don't remember the poem exactly but the idea was that god i'm going through this really hard time and when things were easy, I, I could see you walking beside me, but now things are hard and I'm only seeing one set of footprints and God was like, but I'm carrying you now. And that's that that promise of the withness, mm-hmm. the God with us, Emmanuel, that he will carry us through these experiments, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of discernment through movement and experimentation and the understanding that there isn't always a... right answer. Sometimes there are two really good answers to a prayer and, uh, and God will be with us whichever way we go Mm -hmm. and to know that he will also redirect our steps, right? If something is going in, uh, not what in a direction that is not what God, God's best is for us. He'll read, 
he'll redirect our stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be some growing pains yeah. along the way, some <laughs> sticking points. And yet he is faithful and he is good. Mm-hmm. And he uses people to show us things about ourselves that we can't see on our own. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the time. I love that somebody spoke that into your life. Mm-hmm. So how does, how can you give us a, um, an example of how walking this piece with God might look, what that might look like. Well, you know that we are empty nesters now. Mm-hmm. Our youngest child graduated from high school in June, and she is now at a university. And it is my husband and me at home. And it's actually been really good. We miss her like crazy, but it's been good. And she's figuring things out and finding where she fits in the world. And we have two older kids, too, who are navigating adulthood. And it is has been a really difficult process of letting go mm. and trusting God. And one of the things that I saw in uh, the study guide for this conversation was that uh, the idea of, shifting in our in our parenting and how our kids need us less. And as I was thinking about that, and that certainly has happened for us, that we have this father whose role doesn't change, but that he carries those things for us. And now with our kids, with us having less say in their lives, which drives me a little bit crazy because I would love, I would love to direct their steps on so many occasions. But knowing that some of the burdens that I feel for my children, I can't carry them, but God can. Mm. Knowing that God loves these three and my son-in-law more than we ever could there is this peace that comes from that. That is a truth. That is a true statement, whether I always feel that or not, because I have such incredible love for my children. It's hard for me to imagine that any person, even God, could love them more than I do. And yet that's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. That is the truth of the scriptures. I don't have to feel it. I can know it. Mm-hmm. And that's better because my feelings change all of the time. <laughs> But I can know that and I can have a peace surrounding my children, knowing that God is going to carry their burdens for them. And and going back to that idea, too, of they're going to make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. They're going to make some missteps and God will redirect them and trusting trusting him with them. Mm -hmm. I can't explain the peace that I have about it because I was a hot mess when this child first moved to college. And I still get really sad when she comes home for the weekend and she leaves on Sunday. I still get really sad when she leaves. But I don't feel as anxious or worried about it anymore. And I think part of that is God's allowing me to see her thriving. God is allowing me to see her uh, figure out who she is in this world. And also this reassurance that my job as her mom, it isn't over. It's changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also knowing, okay, we did the best that we could. And I think that it, we, I think we did pretty well with our kids. I think and so. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and knowing that with whatever comes next, he's with her. He's with, 
all of our kiddos. Mm-hmm. Kiddos, that. our kiddos who are 18 through yeah. 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love that idea that we're leaving people with the, the idea that peace is found in the withness of God and from the Holy Spirit being in us and, and with us. Thank you, Misty. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having this conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you again for having me. Thank you for listening to this conversation about Advent peace. Make sure you subscribe to Reading the Bible Together podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we'll see you next time when we talk about Advent love. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.